What do you listen to in your idle time, I wonder, if you get any idle time? Music? Audiobooks? Podcasts? For me, an interesting podcast can get me out on a long walk or keep me awake on a dull drive. And one of my very favorites is the Family Secrets podcast, hosted by Danny Shapiro. As an author and memoirist, she discovered after her parents died that her beloved father was not her biological father. She had nowhere to go to process her shock and surprise. And so she's formed this community of podcast listeners who all seem to have secrets. Siblings they never knew about, mystery parents, adoptions kept secret over the years. The world of DNA testing means that no secret lasts forever. And all of these people have surprises in their lives. Maybe this has happened in your family too. If there were podcasts in ancient Israel about family secrets, this story about Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and Ishmael would be a prime choice. As we heard last week, God chooses this family to be a focus of God's blessings in the world. And they promptly get impatient and mess it up. Understandably, they are in a hurry. Ten years have gone by since God made this promise. These are not young people. And so they decide to spin the wheel, to nudge God, to shove God into delivering. They get impatient, and they decide that Hagar should bear this promised child. They use her like a piece of property, and then essentially force her out of the household. It's not exactly a secret. It's right there in the pages of our Bible for us to read and find. And yet these are the stories that we never tell. We talk about the faith of Abraham and Sarah, about Isaac and Jacob. We leave out Hagar and Ishmael. But the scriptures preserve her story. They preserve all the indignity and the abuse. Bible scholar Will Gaffney says the girl is called Hagar, a masculine Hebrew name meaning foreign thing. She adds, I doubt that her Egyptian parents gave her such a name. It is likely she got this name when she entered their household. But God sees something we don't see. Hagar, the foreign thing, appears in a long line of women in distress who meet God and angels. She's one of the people who hears from God when things are at their worst. And she too, just like Abraham and just like Sarah, gets a promise from God. Still, we want God to do a little more. In a move that is hard to swallow, God sends her back to this abusive, thoughtless, cruel family. She goes back and manages to live with all of this jealousy, this shabby treatment, this abuse, until she has her child and until he grows up. Her story is for all of us who are living in places where we wish God would do a little more. When you're in physical pain, 
when you're living with mental illness, that you can work with medication and yet is always there. When you have a child with special needs, when someone you love is sliding into dementia, or when you feel your own memory slipping, being poor and the constant choices that wear you out, being neurodivergent and thinking about navigating your day carefully, living in a country that wears you down with cruel language. God, would it be so hard to do a little more? Once upon a time in a church I served, there was a young couple, delightful people, who gave me permission to share their story, expecting their first child, full of anticipation and delight, until it turned out that the baby was very, very small, not growing as expected. When he was born, he was still very, very small. Some of you have been through this with your own family, with neighbors and friends, and you know the abject terror of having a sick child. There is no way to calm yourself down. The mom spent her parental leave visiting the NICU day after day. The dad came every night after work. One day the baby needed even more care, and we stood and watched as the helicopter flew off, taking him to Ann Arbor. And so their routine involved driving to Ann Arbor every day and back until finally he came home. And then there was the parade of occupational therapists and physical therapists and speech therapists and never a moment to rest. One day the dad and I were talking about all this. I was so terrified that this would break their faith in God. I asked him what he made of it and he said, well, here's what I think. Sometimes terrible things happen to people for no reason at all. It's the best summary I know. Nothing is wrong with us. Nothing is wrong with God. God is not punishing us. Sometimes terrible things happen for no reason at all. What we want is for God to fix it. And what we get instead is the mystery gift of spiritual endurance. It's not clear that Hagar's life ever gets any better. Later in the story, Sarah gets jealous again and throws Hagar and Ishmael out into the desert. Hagar sits down and puts the child at a distance so she doesn't have to watch him die. And then God's angel comes back. God hears her voice, and the angel says, What troubles you? Do not be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy. Lift him up, and I will make a great nation of him. And then God opens her eyes, and there's water and all that they need. Ishmael gets a promise too. And this story lands in our Bible for all of us to discover and to learn from. God is with this outcast child and this woman called Hebrew thing, foreign thing. God is with the slave woman cast out by the father of her child. It's worth noting that God sees Hagar not once, but twice, and she calls God by name. There are no secrets with the God who sees all of us. 
Everyone in the family belongs. Everyone is seen. Preacher William Sloan Coffin has famously said that God offers minimum protection and maximum support. Minimum protection, maximum support. God declines to save us from heartbreak, even from evil. God doesn't save us from our stupid choices. God doesn't save us from other people's terrible choices. We live with the terrible things that happen. And God is there in the deserts and the pain and the empty places. We want God to fix it. And instead, we get hollowed out. We get made new again as people who can live with sorrow, people who understand disappointment, people who have compassion for others, people who know to look for God, even in the desert especially in the desert. We become people who know that God reliably shows up there. And what fills our ears when we stop and listen is the voice of God keeping us company in all things. In God's holy name, amen.